G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus willingly laid down his life for the sins of mankind. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out there was no other path for us to get to heaven. Jesus faced the judgment of God. He took the wrath of God on himself. He was bearing your sin, my sin, our sin. And then he rose again from the dead so I can have this hope of eternal life. As I've said so many times, heaven is not for good people. Heaven is for forgiven people. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. We were between a rock and a hard place. The future was looking dim. For all have sinned and fallen short. No one is righteous. No, no one. And the wages of sin is death. That Bible verse has a second part. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. On A New Beginning Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that that free gift had a very high price. And Jesus paid for the gift so that we can freely receive. So let's go back in our imaginations for a moment. 2,000 years. Let's try to put ourselves in the shoes of those first century disciples because they were devastated. They were discouraged. They were downhearted. Their world as they knew it ended overnight when their Lord, their Master, Jesus Christ, started talking about being betrayed and crucified and then right there in front of their eyes they watched Him murdered in cold blood. They couldn't believe this was actually happening. Their hope was defeated. Their dreams were destroyed. Their faith was demolished. And so the women went to the tomb together to anoint his dead body. And they get to the tomb and it's empty and an angel tells them, you go tell the disciples and Peter, he's risen and he'll meet you in Galilee. So we come to that scene now in John 21 where they encountered Jesus at the Sea of Galilee. Verse three, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said, and they went out into the boat and they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was, and he called out, fellows, do you have any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll get some. And they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple that Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he put on his tunic and jumped into the water and headed to the shore. The other stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore. They were only a 100 yards from the shore. And when they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them. Fish cooking over a charcoal fire with some bread. Jesus said, bring some of the fish that you've just caught. 
on Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. And Jesus said, come now and have some breakfast. Here now are five takeaway truths from the resurrection of Jesus that apply to you directly. Why Easter matters. Point number one. Because of Jesus' resurrection, I will one day receive a new body. Listen, death does not have the final say even over our body. Easter has the final say. This picture of Jesus coming out of the tomb is a preview of things to come because we too will one day be resurrected. First Corinthians 15, 20 says, the truth is Christ has been raised up. The first and long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries but we'll have to wait our turn. Christ is first and then those with Him will rise at His coming. So Jesus rose in a real body, in a real world, in a real way. He spoke with a real voice. This was a real physical bodily resurrection. Number two, because of Jesus' resurrection, our resurrection bodies will be much like His. Our new bodies will be much like His. First John 3 says, Beloved, now we're the children of God. It's not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He's revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. So, okay, what was the resurrection body of Jesus like? Well, it was physical. I already pointed out He bore in His body the marks of the crucifixion. He spoke with a real voice. He made real fish with real hands. So it was a physical body, but at the same time, it did not have the normal limitations that a human body has. And also because of Jesus' resurrection, our bodies will no longer age or get sickness or break down. Now I, sometimes people wonder what age will we be when we get there. I was talking with uh, Stella and Lucy, two of my granddaughters, and one of them asked me, Papa, how old will we be when we're in heaven? I said, well, I don't know exactly. Maybe 33. They said, why 33? I said, well, that was the age of Jesus when he died. Maybe 33. And then Lucy said, one of my granddaughters said, I want to be three when I'm in heaven. I said, why do you want to be three when you're in heaven? She said, I don't know. I just miss the old me. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but even if you're young, you need to know your body is breaking down. You're, you're already losing brain cells. I read that a study was done pointing out the brain starts breaking down at the age of 20. Uh, the number of nerve cells and the brain decrease. We start with around 100 billion brain cells, but in our 20s, this number starts to decline. By 40, listen to this, we could be losing up to 10,000 a day. That's why you can't remember where your keys are, or you can't remember where you parked your car at the mall, or you can't find your reading glasses that are perched on top of your head. That's why. You're losing brain cells. You've probably already lost 5,000 brain cells listening to this sermon. <laughs> but if you have a disability, that will not be there in your new body. If you've had cancer or the ravaging effects of AIDS, that will not happen in the new body that God is going to give us. And also because of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, there's going to be a final judgment. There's going to be a final judgment. Acts 17, 31 says, He's appointed a day in which He will judge the world in righteousness by that man He has ordained. He's given assurance of this by raising Him from the dead. 
You might say, well, Greg, I was with you when you were talking about how great heaven's going to be. Now, what are you talking about judgment for? Because it's real. And this is why Jesus died on the cross for you. He took the judgment of the Father that I should have faced and that you should have faced upon himself so I don't have to deal with it. That's why he died. And then he rose again from the dead so I can have this hope of eternal life. So I need to believe in him to have that given to me. But a judgment is coming. And it's not about how good of a life you lived or how bad of a life you lived. As I've said so many times, heaven is not for good people. Heaven is for forgiven people. And the only way I'm going to get into heaven is by God's grace. You say, what does that even mean? Grace means God's unmerited favor. In other words, because I believe Jesus died for me, I ask him to forgive me of my sin. I put my faith in him, then I can go to heaven. It's not going to be by good works. Heard about a guy that died and went to heaven. Peter met him at the pearly gates and said, okay, here's how it works, buddy. You need a thousand points to get into heaven. This is a true story. <laughs> Obviously, it's an illustration. You need a thousand points to get into heaven. Tell me all the good things you've done, and I'll give you points for each of them. The man excitedly said, oh, well, I was married to the same wonderful wife for 50 years. I was never unfaithful to her. I didn't even cheat on her in my heart. Peter said, okay, that's good. Three points. Three points. How many do I need again? You need a thousand points. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I, I attended church every Sunday. I went to a midweek Bible study. I went to the prayer meetings. I even gave in the offering faithfully. Peter says, okay, that's worth one point. One point. The guy says, well, I started a soup kitchen in the city and I reached out to homeless people. He said, that, that's very commendable. I'll give you two points for that. Two points. And I need a thousand points. The guy says, man, the only way that I'm going to get into heaven is by the grace of God. Peter said, you've got it. That's worth a thousand points. Come on in. <laughs> See, that's how it works. The only way any of us are going to get in it's because of God's grace and God's forgiveness. That's Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And he's sharing a Good Friday message today called The Death of Death. We're glad you've joined us on this Good Friday. Let's continue. You know, I mentioned uh, that I have a mom in heaven and uh, the father who adopted me. I've told you before that my mother liked to get married a lot. And she got married and divorced seven times. And I was able to lead her back to Christ one month before she died. I was able to lead one of her husbands named Oscar, who adopted me, Oscar Laurie, to Christ. Uh, and I had a full-time ministry evangelizing my mom's old husbands. <laughs> one of them, his name, I'll call him Eddie. He owned a bar on the beach in Waikiki. And he was a big drinker like my mother and he was a violent drunk like my mother. So they would get in fights every night, hitting each other, throwing things, smashing out giant windows. And one night I was in bed and I heard a loud strike and then a thump and I came out of my bedroom and my mom was laying on the floor in a pool of blood. And he had hit her with a wooden statue. I could see the blood on it still. He said, go to bed, it's just ketchup. Well, even a little kid isn't that stupid. So I went and climbed out of the window and went to a neighbor's house and they called the police and my mom left him. So now fast forward many years. 
I become a Christian. Uh, I was able to lead Oscar to the Lord over in New Jersey. And I was over in Hawaii and I was going to be speaking at the Waikiki Shell for an outreach there. And someone told me that Eddie was still alive, in fact lived right near the Waikiki Shell and said, would you like to go and talk to him? And my answer was, no I would not. I didn't want to share the gospel with him. And the Lord changed my heart on that and I said, okay, I'll go. Not looking forward to it, but I'll go. And I walked in the house and there he was. I Oh, the flashback of those times with him. I thought, I don't know. But I just began to tell him that God loved him and God would forgive him of all of his sin. And I said, you know, I'm going to be speaking across the street here at the Waikiki Shell. I'd like you to come as my guest. And he couldn't walk very well because he was injured in World War II. And so I said, I'll, I'll drive you over. And he says, no, I don't want to go. Well, no, it's across the street, like right over there. You can come over and I'd love to have you. No, I, I don't want to go. And then I shared the gospel with him. He's, okay, I, I don't care. I'm not interested. Wow. You know, and this is the thing. I bring this up because one of these men that I shared with, Oscar, believed it and accepted Christ. Now he's in heaven. Eddie heard the gospel, rejected it. And you know what? If you end up facing judgment, that's on you. We have a choice in this matter. Jesus faced the judgment of God. He took the wrath of God on himself. That's why he cried from the cross the words, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because he was burying all the sin of the world. Let me get specific. He was burying your sin. Your sin. My sin. Our sin. Dying in our place. And if I'll turn from that sin and put my faith in him, I can be forgiven and I can know that I'll go to heaven when I die. This is why he came. And so we want you to come into a relationship with God if you have not done that yet. You say, well, how do you do this exactly? Number one, you have to admit you're a sinner. Some of us choke on that word. But we have to just say, I know that I've broken God's commandments. If you've broken one commandment in the Bible, if you've ever told a lie, if you've ever stolen, if you've ever taken the Lord's name in vain, you've sinned. Well, all of us have done that many times over. The Bible says all of us in them fallen short of the glory of God. You have to admit it. But then you need to realize that Jesus died for your sin. I think sometimes people think like the death of Jesus was some kind of an aberration. Like why did this even happen? This is why he came. <laughs> he talked about it all the time. He was on a mission to go to the cross of Calvary. He knew exactly what he was doing. His life was not taken from him. He gave it up for us. As I've said before, nails did not hold Jesus to that cross 2,000 years ago. Love did. Love for you and love for me. He died for me. As the Apostle Paul said, he loved me and gave himself for me. I need to realize Jesus died on that cross for me and then I need to repent of my sin. And the word repent is a military term that means to hang a U-turn, sort of like about face. Just like that. I've been walking away from God. Now I'm walking to God. I'm turning from my sin. I'm sorry for my sin. And then I must receive Christ into my life. I must ask Jesus to come and be my Savior and my Lord. Look, your parents can't do this for you. Your kids can't do this for you. Your husband or your wife can't do this for you. This is a decision you make. And listen, eternity hinges on this decision. I want you to come into a personal relationship with God and know that you'll go to heaven when you die and then know the meaning and purpose of life right now. 
And you know what? Christ is just a prayer away. He's not merely a historical figure that walked our planet, hung on a cross, rose from the dead. He's here right now in this place, standing at the door of your life. And he is knocking and he is saying, if you will hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. Here's my question. Have you asked Jesus to come into your life? Do you know that your sin is forgiven? And do you have complete confidence that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven? If you don't, you've kind of missed the point of Easter. That's what this is all about. It's not about wearing pastel colors and eggs and brunches and all that. That's all fine. But that's not what it's about. It's about Jesus wanting a relationship with you. And I hope you want a relationship with him. And if you do, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask him to come into your life to be your Savior and Lord. Would you like him to come into your life this Easter? He'll do it. He's just waiting for an invitation. Let's pray. Father, speak to the hearts of everyone here, especially those that don't know you, or maybe some who've known you but have gone astray. They've been prodigal sons or daughters. Lord, call them home again today. Help them to see that this can be a day of a new beginning for them. Help them to respond now to your truth. For we ask it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer about coming to the Lord to find forgiveness of sin. And if you'd like to do that on this Good Friday, Pastor Greg would love to help you with that right now. This can be the moment where you change your eternal address literally from hell to heaven. I'll pray a simple prayer, and I would just ask you to pray this prayer out loud if you like. After me, just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for me and rose again from the dead. Jesus, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. And we'd love to follow up with you by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-50-11. Well, on Monday, Pastor Greg invites one of our most popular guests back onto the program, author and theologian Don Stewart, joins Pastor Greg to talk about how to walk with God. Join us on Monday for a new beginning. For a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Death of Death. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.